High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. Welcome back. Now, on the issue of those toilets, most older businesses, buildings, a listener says, uh, they use an excuse it's a listed building for wheelchair ramps. There are regulations, another listener says, but uh, they need to be changed, and businesses who will only do the bare minimum should be challenged. And I'm delighted to hear that Sunday's well, uh, Rugby Football Club in Cork have mixed ability rugby team with full contact and so on. Um, and there are facilities there to look after those uh, with mixed ability. Look up Sunday's Well Rebels. Now, at this time, uh, every Wednesday, of course, I'm joined by the senior statistician at the Central Statistics Office, Deirdre Cullen, who makes numbers talk for me. Deirdre, welcome to the programme. Thanks, George. What are we? Uh, what numbers are we talking about? Well, I thought um, because it's 2017, it's spring, uh, spring is in the air, um, I thought it'd be interesting to look back over the last 10 years in the context of employment and unemployment. So we all know that the crash happened in 2007, 10 years ago. And so I've got figures in front of me here looking at... For 10 years? Well, looking at where we were in 2007 vis-a-vis where we are now. So the CSO in February released the most recent quarterly National Household Survey statistics on employment and unemployment, which tells us how many people are at work, how many people are unemployed, and then what occupations people are working in now compared to 10 years ago. All right. Now, you know this great number that politicians are very keen throwing out, you know, 2 million people employed. Is that true? It's 2 million and 48,000. So it is over 2 million. And uh, we went over 2 million in July last year in 2016. But to put that in context, at our peak employment in Ireland, which was in August, September uh, 2007, there was 2.17 million people at work. So there's still 120,000 fewer people working in Ireland today than there were 10 years and ago, is, despite the recovery that we've seen. Okay, and is that then reflected? Are there 120,000 more people unemployed, therefore? So the numbers on unemployed are uh, 40,000 um, more people. Um, so there's 147,000 people unemployed now, and it was 107. So 40,000 more people unemployed now. So there's 80,000 missing, so they've emigrated or something. They've emigrated, or they've left the labour force. So people are attached to the labour force for various reasons, yeah. through necessity or through opportunity. So they've either left the labour force or, like you say, of course, we've experienced uh, emigration over the last yeah. five or six now, years. Now, I, I won't ask you for the employment statistics for 1957, but but of course, um, Jack Lynch famously said that if Irish unemployment went to over a hundred thousand, I think he said Taoiseach should resign or government should fall, one or the other. But the point, of course, of difference was that the safety valve was immigration. Isn't that right? That was the big difference, essentially. So therefore, people were staying at home more uh, and unemployed. Look, at I mean, in, at, at peak employment in Ireland in 2007, there was 100,000 people who were unemployed. Right. So every economy will always have a cohort of people who are unemployed as, you know, people move in and out of work. Yeah. So unemployment was 4.7% and that was regarded as peak employment and, and, you know, for the Irish economy at that time. At its worst, which was August 2011, so that was, if you like, the, the, the bottom of the trough, there was... 330,000 people unemployed in Ireland. Really? Yes. So 200. And what was that as a percentage? Do you know? 
the unemployment rate was 15.1%. So 330,000 people unemployed and now it's 147,000. So there's been fantastic, if you like, gains over since 2011. And in 2016 alone, Ireland added 65,000 jobs to the economy. So 65,000 more people employed um, following last year. But as I say, we're still 120,000 jobs fewer than we were okay. at the peak. But but 15%, I'm trying to explain percentages to my grandchildren at the moment, but it's 15% of what? It's 15% of the population or 15% of the workforce? Of the labour force. So these are effectively people who are signing on. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Well, look, I mean, the, the the social benefit system can be complicated and people can sign on for credits and different reasons. So these figures are based on a survey where we knock on doors. So the, the Central Statistics ha- Office has what we called a field force and we go out and we survey 30,000 households every quarter and okay. we, we knock on doors and, you know, we're actually fantastically thankful to the to the public who cooperate with our interviewers and who see them in local areas. They do a very tough job. Um, and so we ask, you know, the likes of yourself, are you at work? Are you unemployed? And then we ask, are you looking for work, etc., etc., etc. So it's based on people's answers to those questions. It's These figures aren't based on people's attachment to social benefits, etc. Yeah, but, but people are telling our interviewer I'm unemployed and you have to be available for work and looking for work to be unemployed. So at its worst, it was 15 percent and now it's 6.7 percent and it's falling every month at the but, moment. But, but take the 15 percent figure, because uh, as I'm trying to explain to my grandchildren, that's roughly a sixth of the population, right? A sixth of the labour force. Of the labour force, yeah. sorry, yeah, of the working population. So... Like, that means when you're walking down the street, one in six people was unemployed at that point. No, no, it's not, George, because, like, older people aren't in the labour force, homemakers aren't in the labour right, force, okay. students aren't in the labour force, etc. Okay. So it's... It's all, It's not so dramatic, therefore, no, in that as, way. it's not as dramatic as that, no. But, I mean, it's still... At, at its worst, it was still 330,000 individuals who were unemployed. And today the figure is 147,000. Right. So there's still a lot of people out there who are unemployed now, who would like to get into okay. work. You know, I think you're great and the figures are very interesting. And that. But now I'm we ready. need to dig a bit here, though. We need to dig into... The, for instance, the ages of who are unemployed. It's like, do you take someone like, well, like Spain, huge youth unemployment. What's we a, what? talked about that before, 50%, yeah. I think. Yeah. I think in Ireland, I don't have the, the age breakdown in front of me, but I think in Ireland it was 25% among our younger people. Um, so it's, it definitely impacts different cohorts differently. And in Ireland, as we know, because, you know, so much of our employment at that time, 2.17 million people at work was tied up in the construction industry. When the crash happened, it impacted men far worse than women. So the unemployment rate among males was 18% at its worst. So it was 5% in 2007, 18% in August 2011. That's getting close to one in five, you know, people who want to work, couldn't find work. And now it's at seven and a half percent. And I'll just talk about the industries. Do you know? Let let me just just talk another little bit about the males. So I'm after telling your listeners 120,000 fewer people in employment than 10 years ago. 
and they're all men. So there's more women at work now than 10 years ago. So women so are taking men's jobs? No, because I'll go, I'll go on now and I'll all talk right. about the occupations, <laughs> right? Because it, like the economy is shifting. As we know, we had this big glut of people, if you like, working in construction and the associated trades and everything to support that. Um, and so the economy is shifting now. And So among females in employment, 935,000 women in work. And at its peak, it was 934,000. So women are back on a oh, path. Well, I can do the maths fast, as you well know. Uh, that means that the women are getting close to half the workforce is female because you said the workforce was just over 2 million. That's right, the, 2 point The women two. are just under 1 million. Yeah. So, you know, give or take, they're half the workforce. Yeah, you, you, you seem... You seem Appalled at that idea. No, actually, you're very unkind to me to say appalled. I'm actually, what's the word? Uh, delighted. Delighted. Because, Sorry, I, I apologise. Yeah, no, but I mean, if you were to compare that to, to the 40s or the 30s of or course, whatever. Of course. So the role of women in the workplace, is, other than during World War Two, say, when the men were at the front. Yeah. You're it's, seeing a huge growth of women at the workplace. I, I, I apologise for my former comment. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so look at like so. I mean, I think that's interesting. And the unemployment rate for women when it was at its worst was eleven point six, and now it's five point eight. So women okay. are approaching full employment. And then there's just before I go on to the jobs, but the full time part time thing. There's one hundred and seventy five thousand fewer full time jobs and um, 55,000 more part-time jobs. So people have, if you like, not everybody in work now is working full-time and there's more people still working part-time since the downturn. So I'd say there's still more ground to be made up there with regards moving people from part-time into full-time well, employment. Although the statistics, and after all you are the senior statistician at the CSO, the statistics don't tell us, of course, people who are happy to be working part-time as opposed to people who are unhappy working part-time. No, they do, but I just don't oh, have do them they? in front of me. Oh, I see. <laughs> yes, all so right. they do. So we have part-time underemployed and part-time I'm not underemployed. So those figures are asked because, of course, it's a very important measure. A lot of people are happy to so work. So we better go to CSO.ie for further detail that's, on this. That's right. And you click on statistics and then you click on labour market. And there's a whole time series there runs from 97 all the way up to today. And it gives you all the all metrics right. that I'm after giving your listeners. And it's all readily accessible in Excel. All and right. th- there is a huge wealth of information there. All right, but, but for instance, can you now have your nationality in here? Because, you know, for instance, the fact the person who says, ah, you know, the dastardly polls are taking all our jobs. I mean, can can you tell the demographic nationality shift? That's right. We measure, we measure unemployment for Irish and non-Irish nationals. Yeah. Non-Irish nationals were definitely impacted more during the downturn. I don't have the exact figures yeah. in front of but me. They but they were again, impacted more. They were impacted more. Will you see remember, you know, we were talking before we came on air in the context of Brexit and the EU that, you know, when we opened our borders in 2004, there was a massive inward flow of, of EU nationals and Polish, etc. And a lot of those people worked in the construction industry. So it, it follows, therefore, that they were very heavily impacted by the downturn and the loss of the construction industry jobs. Now, as the economy shifts towards more uh, IT and service yeah. industries and all of that, um, there's more demand, if you like, for EU you nationals with foreign language experience, IT experience, etc. So, yeah, but it, just to do a kind of a comparison with America, just in terms of because we're running out of time, we're coming to a close. Um, you know, the problem with say Detroit, you know, don't make cars anymore, don't make steel in P- 
Pittsburgh. Your figures are also showing that we're moving from manufacturing to service industry. Presumably. That's right. So, I mean, the, the, the figures are all up there by broad occupational group. So managers, directors and senior officials, that's one particular category. 34,000 more people working in that sector of the economy now than 10 years ago, 174 versus 140. Professionals, nearly 50,000 more people at work in that particular um, sector of the economy. Associate professionals, that would would be um, uh, prison officers and guards, etc., 43,000. And the ones where there's far fewer people at work are the skills trades. So that's, again, anything associated with the construction industry and administrative and secretarial. So those jobs haven't regained ground since the downturn. Presumably you'd expect... But caring and leisure industries are up, which... Yeah, but you'd expect administration and secretarial to go down on the basis of the growth of IT. The really interesting thing here for the next set of figures, 10 years hence or whatever, is going to be the jobs that are lost technology. That's right. And I mean, every day you, you open the newspaper, there's a new article, isn't there, about yeah. how automation and yeah. um, is going to replace millions of jobs across uh, Europe and, and across America. And so I guess it, it makes sense that we're yeah. losing those Could jobs. Could automation replace senior statisticians? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I, I think, yeah, but I you can know. see uh, Definitely why. not, George. Definitely Do you remember not. The they, they just wouldn't have the cognitive ability and, and, the, and the verbosity. <laughs> Do you remember the <laughs> Luddites, do you? I do. Well, I mean, they had a, they had a, they're not being proved correct opposing automation a hundred years ago. Okay.